Here we are again. It is tournament time at the end of the year. The Men's Maryland Basketball Show, the Byron Luton Show. I am your host, Mark Gray, PlayersVoice.com. Joined today by El Capitone, Byron Muton. What's good, brother? Hey, what's going on, Mark? <laughs> hey, man, I'm ready, man. That's what I've been looking for, man. Tournament time, best time of the year. Best sporting event of the year, so I'm excited, man. I can't wait to start tonight. A1, you here? Yep. He is always happy to be here. Well, before we even start, I'm going to tell you something that's weird. <laughs> so, I've known you for a while, full energy, always, never lost a word, great guy, one of the happiest people I've ever met in my life. Today, when you walked in, you came around the corner, talking, and the Kansas game from Maryland was on. You just stopped didn't say a word for almost three minutes straight and was just staring at the screen and you're watching the Maryland versus Kansas game from 2002. What were you thinking? Uh, this is a proud moment, man. First of all, it's a proud moment, man. I ain't gonna lie. I walked in like, you know, I don't even watch myself playing basketball. Mm. You know, you hear people always talk about, I see you, blah, 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 blah. You know, I always see, you know, coaching, uh, film session, you know, go over stuff like that, but I never really sat down and just watched the full game of actually our team playing, but when I came in, especially it's tournament time and just walking and see myself, uh, it's, it's just brought back memories, man. It just got, like, it looked Excited. like you were in 2002. <laughs> yeah. like, you looked like you were in the game. You notice, like, his face just stopped. And me and A1 continued to talk, and he didn't say anything for almost yeah. three minutes. And you, were just, and you were just staring at the television. Yeah. And you look, you had a look of, like, proud, but you also looked like you were in the game. Like, you looked like you were watching the game at a, on the bench watching the game. I, just, I was just interested to know what was going yeah, on. Yeah, just a proud moment, man. Just excited, man. I love this game, man. Love my teammates. Love my coaches. How often do you think about that whole little run, I would say? Is it something you think about daily or nah, I wouldn't say No, I don't, I don't really think about it as much. I just, you know, it, it just brings back when, especially being living in the D.C., Maryland area, when we was the last championship brought to the city. Mm-hmm. And every time, till this day, I thought, you know, honestly, man, after five years, to be honest with you, I thought it would just vanish goes away whatever but obviously it's never going to go away probably you know i don't know probably never man but just walking around being around you know doing stuff man people always once in a while always come up to me man and say thank you and i'm like you know so weird like people are just proud man alumni university of maryland people that support college basketball Listen to all our stories, my stories, Coach Williams' story, uh, Juan Dixon's story. And this is a lot, a lot of people love Maryland basketball at that moment, man, just because we all liked each other, played hard for each other. It was a great team, no animosity, all of us friends for one purpose. And I think that's what brought a whole different group of people that don't even follow Maryland basketball, love Maryland basketball at that time. So, like I say, you know, still walk around today, people want to take pictures, people want to shake your hand and, just being proud that people respect our team and our coaching and what we did that year. You so. know what's funny? So uh, this was not even planned to even go this way. But I'm sure <laughs> you mentioned it, and we have a unique experience, so we'll go into yeah. it. That, okay, that team, like you said, very close. Everybody liked each other. Championship, right? Everybody was on the same page. Yeah. Me and you had an opportunity to, and you weren't even a part of this. You had nothing, knew nothing about it, but – uh, we bumped into each other, and we <laughs> true story. I bumped into Byron on Thursday in DC at about two o'clock in the morning, and 
we're talking. I said, hey, we're going to Boston tomorrow for the Final Four, for the yeah. girls' Final Four. Yeah. And, he, and I said, man, you should come. And he said, I'm not doing anything. I'll go. And this is a true story. At about 2 o'clock in the morning, <laughs> yeah. uh, contacted, sent, sent your full name over, got a ticket, and probably less than 12 hours later, we're on a plane to Boston, yep, uh, and yep. we and we're there with the team, and we actually were with we were with excuse me those girls. I think it was 2006. We spent the whole weekend in Boston with that team, and likewise, they had three, maybe four McDonald's All American, super talented team. Yep, yep. And all those girls, tightest feet, you know, loved yep. each other, great rapport, no egos. At the time, Crystal, uh, Marissa, and uh, Christy Tolliver all could have been regarded as the best player. You know, in the country, you know, exactly. whatever the case may be. I think they yep. ended up being drafted like Crystal was like two, one was like three, another one was like five. You know what I mean? Yep. Yep. So, but they all got along phenomenal. When you watched them, everybody was on the same page, no ego, and they won a championship. Yep. So, all that to say, what I learned from that is I think that there's a huge part of that is, you know, checking the Eagles at the door, playing like a team, and just commodity winning championships. Yeah, exactly, man. And, uh, and I think, you know, early on with Coach Turgeon's team, you know, to, to revert back to Coach Turgeon coaching uh, the last four or five years at Maryland, uh, it was hard for him to win because it seems like a lot of guys was individual players. They weren't playing within the system. They weren't playing together. They weren't playing for each other. Now, you know, everybody got all this grief about Maryland, got that five, six guys transfer and brought some other players, but, you know, you can tell now the guys like each other. They like each other. Uh, you know, they, they, I mean, Suleiman, Trimble, quiet guy, but, uh, great leader. Uh, you know, it's just a different style of basketball. And, and I can tell everybody, like I say, I'm a coach myself, uh, working every day to get better as a coach. But what I learned and what I know, man, you got to get a group of guys that like each other. Talent will win you games, but attitude and commitment will make you successful and win you championships all that the segue way to go around the way roundabout way to say as we saw that <laughs> yeah. i watched and as we watched the game today you said one thing you jumped i was like man look how we're all playing together and yeah. i think that's what you're proudest thing you didn't say anything about scoring or anything no, about what no. you saw or what you nope. did or whatever the case may be or like it looked like poetry like man look exactly. how we were I, I will say the first thing you said is man look how we're all playing together and it's yeah. like that's what you were proud of look how yep. we're all playing yep. together uh, those girls, I, I really remember because they were very talented. I remember you even saying, I never even watched girls basketball. And you they were like, like girls basketball. Right. And you were like, I don't want to wow, be like, like that type of guy. Right. But no, absolutely. No, but I wasn't either and until I, you saw it and you were like, wow, like this is, uh, not bad. You know what yeah. I mean? And not bad. And, and they played so well together. And all that to say, when I'm watching this team now in 2016, I see so much individual talent and I, it, it just, I don't see what we're talking about. Yeah, you're absolutely right. But before we move forward, man, I just want to thank you and Lamont, man. Because at first, man, I, I I was that guy, man. Didn't like watching girls basketball. But being there at that moment, man, and I was like, and at the end of the day, I did say, man, thank you guys, man, for letting me see this because I appreciate girls basketball even more now. That that yeah. shot that Christy Tolliver Ooh. hit, oh, you know that was on the, the Sports Center thing for a year. Yeah. You, Yep. She shot that three pointer in the yep. corner over. Yep. That girl was like almost seven feet tall. At it's like a, a a Fodak moment, yeah. man. It's like that moment that's on the wall mm -hmm. that the girl from Duke closing out on, and she's fading back. Yep. And, oh yeah. yeah. Big, big time moment. shot. Yeah. I just know the but no, it was a um, 
And the thing is, that it was weird because obviously I was the same guy. And everybody is whether they want to admit it or not. <laughs> yeah. Until that was Lamont's thing. And it was almost like. What is he, he doing? He, yeah. <laughs> and he takes pride in being yeah. like, let me show you something. And everybody, Man, yeah. I don't want to see that. I don't want to see that. And then without fail, you'd be like, oh, wow, that was uh, that was not what I was expecting. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? And those th- that Maryland team was ridiculously talented yeah. girls-wise. They were – and uh, watching a girl like Crystal Langhorn's footwork, you don't have to be a, a man, female, anything. Her footwork put it better over several men that you will find in the NBA. Yeah. You know, her footwork was incredible. But, um, yeah, go ahead. Go on with you. So, like we're saying – Yeah, going back to this team, it just sometimes, man, I'm sitting here watching this team like Merlin has – I mean, till right now, man, I'm listening to these commentators and people analyzing the whole NCAA tournament – they still think Maryland is a Final Four type team, and I believe it too. But at the same time, you know, it's going to be hard, man, because, like, you know, that's funny you notice that, man, because, like, me personally, man, I think it has to be a situation where everybody has to be playing where you can't win a turn when two guys going out, like a Tremble, maybe a Sulamai, or maybe a Stone, or maybe a Jake Lim. Everybody needs to contribute somewhere or another for them, the guys, to win a national championship. Or, we're not even going to go there for the goal is to get to a final four, like I told you before. And then, you know, whatever happens after that happens, man, you know, because anything is possible. But, you know, that is my thing, my pet peeve right now. I'm just waiting and seeing if the whole team can play well as a team. I haven't seen it the whole year. I've been asking for this the entire year, and I finally got it in the Nebraska game. This was, this was my ideal scenario. Jake <laughs> Lehman, 13 shots. Diamond Stone, 15 shots. Tremble, 13 shots. Tremble, 8 assists, 2 turnovers. That, that was the game I was asking for. Mellow reeling. So instead of being at the 17, 18, 20 shot a game, I wanted him around the 13. Instead of Diamond Stone being at the 9 shots a game, I wanted him around 15. Instead of Jake getting 4 and 5 shots, 13. And it was beautiful. Yeah, it was a great game, man. I, now, that was a great game to watch. That uh, is what we've been waiting for yeah for, for for forever you know what i mean and and they came out and and dominated from start to finish yeah they was into it man i think jake layman hit the first two threes uh, uh and that was all history after that man the guy played screaming they kept giving the ball uh he's consistent he's sure over 50 percent uh like i say you know it's funny man you know uh coach uh, you know a lot of people out here always get on jake layman just because he's not the same player. But people got to remind you that Lehman was playing a four, and it was a mismatch problem. When you got better players now, he's not going to get them touches. But at the same time, man, you know, I'm sitting here thinking about before we start the show, talking to Mark, man, Lehman actually had a very good year, man. I think he did. No, I mean, he, I've been yeah, saying that, yeah, and yeah, I think yeah. he should have had a much better year in terms of uh, shot. I feel like he should have been involved more. Yeah, yeah. Now, now that we sit back here and the season is over, I feel like in hindsight – Man, I really wish we had gotten a lot more Jake Lehman. <laughs> you know, and, and yeah. not in a million years that I think that that's what we'd be saying at the end of the season. No, you, 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 no, you, no, you. Me. I believe in all these guys. Yeah, you no, know, me no, yeah, too. I mean, Jake Lehman, I don't doubt. No, I don't know. Because <laughs> <laughs> it was all the hype, and I was like, I don't get it. Like, I, yeah, I exactly. He was puzzled. I think you, I think you hit the, I think what you said is very key, though, is that, um, he was playing the four a lot yeah, last year. Yeah, he's, yeah. he's not a four. He's exactly. not going to be a four. So, exactly. You know, I, you know, really, he did, he, that was one of the things he did, which was more like a sacrifice for the team. And now that he's back at his national position of three, again, I just wish we had gotten, I feel like if we were doing 13 shots a game, Jake, we'd be a better team. I, yeah. I feel like if Diamond Stone leads our team in shots, 
I like it. Yeah. Uh, uh, Jake doesn't need to be second. He was in this game and, and it produced 26 points, including six three-pointers. Awesome. But I feel like the game, well, on this game, the only game in which seems like in forever that Melo has a respectable free, uh, field goal percentage, he goes six for 13, is a game where Diamond Stone has the most shots on the yeah. team. Yeah. And, and I don't, I think those two things are directly connected. It is. It is. Like I told you before, man. Like when it comes to this NCAA tournament, it's a whole different ball game. Like you have limited film on certain teams, cause like like once like the first game, you probably got a week or so to to sit here and scout the team and all that. But after that, like you win Thursday, you play Saturday. Who does that benefit? The hat to, 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 in a scenario where well, like it, what it, type of team does that benefit? Where you say it's pretty much now more, it's less about scouting and reports and everything. It's more about What's actually happening on the court? So, yeah. who does that benefit the the team that you you know you feel like that that the, the, the weaker opponent? Or? I think it benefits the weaker opponent because you don't really have a lot of film on it, like one of them higher seeds, the double digit seeds, because like you don't have a lot of film and you can't really research them a lot. So, you're going into it, you have to play your style, and sometimes that's why they get the upset because now this team might be a transition team, your team might be a half court team, your team might be a press break team. Your team might be a shooting or a low post, whatever. Because that's when the NCAA turn. That's why I love it because it's all about matchups. And don't you feel, following what you wouldn't it feel like, um, because if you're the higher seed, let's say going back to when you guys come in, you guys are Maryland. Everybody knows what Juan can do. Everybody knows what Lonnie can do. Everybody knows what Chris can do. Probably even know what you can do. They know what everybody can do. Now you're playing, uh, you know, random school from Utah and you fuck on the court. Never heard of any of these guys. Exactly. Don't know what anybody can do. Yeah. And you say, hey, I'm going to give this guy, the, you know, he can have that shot. What you don't know is she's the best shooter, yeah. you know, on, on yeah. the team or whatever the case yeah. may be. So that kind of benefits them in that you're not really sure what anybody can do. And you say, oh, I didn't even know that guy could dunk, let alone that he could dunk from, you know, the three-point <laughs> line. You know what I mean? And, and I feel like that's what you got. Like uh, last year or two years ago when it was the, Ford, the Florida um, Gulf Coast team came out of nowhere. Yeah, man. Nobody had a clue who they were. No, nah, no, nah, because at the end of the day, man, like I say, if I, you know, um, just can I can give any advice or just looking at these brackets and being a uh, uh, guest or spectator now, uh, <laughs> the most important thing as a coach I would try to do is uh, uh, put a lot of my eggs in the basket is defense. Just pressure defense. I don't care who they are, what type of player they are, we are going to be in their jersey the whole game. That's why teams like West Virginia yeah. end up doing, yeah. uh, you know, doing more than what they're supposed to do in the tournament every single year. Because yeah. not only they're doing that, and they're picking you up, uh, you know, three quarters court, pressing you out. You know, it's funny, man. You bring up West Virginia because I think Seth Greenberg. I don't know. I think it's Seth or the other guy was saying that he don't think West Virginia a good team. They can't shoot. You know, the only way they score is off a of fast break turnover and pressing. But don't matter who they play, they're gonna get those turnovers. Right. Yeah. So you know, uh, the guy like he didn't—he's not making much sense, man. They didn't play, you know, one of the toughest conferences in the country, and they didn't turn everybody over. So you telling me to get to the tournament, they're not gonna turn nobody over? So I don't know what this guy is talking about, man. I know he coached <laughs> or whatever, but like those guys are tough, regardless, man. It's a tough team. Bobby Huggins, man, did an incredible job. Always does. Uh, yeah, man. These guys turn people. I don't know. I don't care who they're going to play. They're going to turn them over. But, like I say, you know, it's tough to to have game footage and scout team once you get in the NCAA tournament, especially the higher seeds, I um, mean the lower seeds. So, like I say, me as a coach, I come out, man, just focus on just playing excellent defense, team defense, man defense, and just put a lot of pressure. And focus on your strategy, not much theirs, but just believe that everybody on the team can play, no matter what seed they are. We asked for a dress rehearsal, which is what 
this tournament was, yeah. and we got it. Now that the dress rehearsal is done, do you feel any better? Uh, I feel a little better because we actually, at neutral court, we played a Michigan State, Michigan State, which everybody or 90% of everybody think that Michigan State is in Final Four team. And we was down with the last possession, a chance to win. Melo goes to the basket where you want the ball in his hand, and he misses a layup. So it was the last possession hey, game. Look, he drew a foul, too. I feel like he should have got that foul. I don't know, man. It looked like he tried to draw a foul, yeah. but it wasn't a foul. I don't know. It was iffy. He could have went either way. So but have a problem with but as a ref, I'm not going to dictate the outcome of the game. Let right. him finish that game. It was blatant foul. Yes, call it. But it was iffy. He could have went anyway. So referee made the right call and let the player make the play. Obviously, he did make the play. And Maryland lose by three, and that's what you want. Like I said, I, I, I want to see that game against Maryland and Michigan State, which Maryland played extremely well that game. I think it was coming off that Nebraska game, that great game against Nebraska. And I think it led to the Michigan State game, and hopefully – it can like go straight into the NCAA tournament. So, and like I say, man, everybody talk about Maryland, man. You know, preseason. They, I mean, they had their up and down, and shoot, some of them predict that Maryland can beat a Kansas. So, I, I, I again, and <laughs> um, I'm a one. I'm gonna go to you for the uh, for the tiebreaker here. Is your mic on? Are you paying attention? Are you, what are you doing? <laughs> what, what do you what? Because me and Moo have been talking and going back and forth, going back and forth. What are you seeing when you watch these Maryland games? When you watch a Michigan State game, I actually thought um, the Michigan State game. I it was closer than I thought it was going to be. Um, I was pretty impressed with that performance. We only lost by three. Yeah. Um, like you said, on a neutral court. So going into the tournament, I wouldn't be shocked if we got to at least the Elite Eight. We had some bad losses towards the end of, end of the season, but the Michigan State game actually gave me a little bit of hope. So you felt better after the Michigan because yeah. you were expecting to go out there and just get run get off hammered. The court. Yeah, yeah. And so you felt get better. Hammered. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, kind of, yeah. <laughs> I mean, Maryland's talented, man. If they get it together, man. I mean, Michigan State had been blowing some teams out lately, though. Yeah, like a lot of twenty right. point wins and stuff. So yeah. I was, I wasn't expecting. Um, I wasn't optimistic. So I think they played a lot better. And if Mello hits maybe one or two more shots. He went two for was it thirteen or fifteen? Fifteen. Yeah. I mean if he has a slightly better game, we win that game. So yep. I'm a little more optimistic than I was before. Okay. Thank you for nothing. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um that's fair. That's fair. I think I think that's you and uh actually ended up being in the middle of between what me and Mouton said. So that's that's fair. Um what are we making of of this mellow cold month well like i told you before we got on air man I, I like i said man a lot of people say he had a and you know as a football player man you know watching football and a lot of these athletes that play football get these hamstring injuries and you know that's one of the worst nagging injuries in in the nfl more than a, ta- a tear acl mcl broken foot that them hamstring tears man that can linger on for two three years if you don't take care of that stuff so uh, report said he had a hamstring issue, so I don't know, man. Hopefully, he got better. Uh, uh, the only way you can get better from something like this rest, and obviously, Melo been playing the whole season with no rest, so I don't know if he got better or not. But we definitely need Melo, man, to play at a high level consistently. Uh, this team need to be catch fire um, in order to make a run. Period. Would you at least come on my side and say you would like to see him shoot a little bit less? Uh. 
I would like to see Diamond Stone and Jake Lehman touch the ball more. I don't know if he's shooting less or giving them more touches. Whatever it is, those guys need to get more touches, period. Yeah. Those two guys, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But like I said, like I told you before, uh, Mark, man, you are who you are right now. It's hard to change, man. So, I, I couldn't agree with you more. Yeah, that, at that you point, can't I mean, just, I'm not, you can't just go there and say, term talking about we're going to be a Steve Blake and yeah, pass right, first right, point right. guard, which Melo's been a, a consistent, you know, open shoot, drive, uh, create, uh, foul, whatever, then pass, whatever, man. He's just who he is. And like I say, he's a great player, but I don't know, man. I think what, like I told you before, what we can get better is on a defensive end. And that's right here. You don't need no skill set for that. It's just a will. You got to will yourself to be a better, Team defensive team, uh, when it comes to this tournament, and I think if they can concentrate, they got the athleticism, they got the bodies, man. And I think if they just want to do it and have the will to do it, I think they'd be all right. As we sat here before, and we we both were on two separate um websites looking at uh draft boards, and if all predictions, so we having four players who plan on going to the NBA, whether it's this year. Or next year, yeah, that's a lot of talent. It is and, a lot and, of talent. I don't think that you can have four NBA players at, at at this state of college basketball and get to anything less than a Final Four. Well, you think about it, like our team, we had four consensus NBA consensus NBA players, mm-hmm. Final Four and National Championship, mm-hmm. and before you had a Terrence Morris, which played a couple years in the NBA too. Mm-hmm. So five, right? <laughs> no, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So and you know all these teams, man. I mean, you look at all these teams that actually make it to a final four. They minimum three NBA players, and, and we have them. Yeah, exactly. So, like I told you before, man. To me personally, man, I'm not trying to put no pressure on the team or Coach Turgeon, but me personally, I'd be disappointed if they don't get to the final four. If we made it to the Sweet Sixteen, then you say the season was a bust. I don't say a bust, man. I'd just be disappointed, man. Because if like disappointment, you, sorry. Yeah, disappointment. Because you already know, man. You just said it, man. You, you got four potential NBA players. NBA players, man. And uh Sweet Sixteen is okay. I could sleep at night at Elite Eight, but Final Four would make me real happy. Like I don't I'm not looking for Coach Turgeon or the team to make me happy. Right. But <laughs> But as a Turpin, right? As a Merle alumni, right? That's what I'm looking for, cause you know these teams don't come every day, man. Look, we haven't been nowhere since 2002, right? And and, and <laughs> so and, when we all all we all on deck right now, and that's my sense of urgency. <laughs> exactly, that's we all on my deck. sense of urgency. This isn't when you okay when we lost in the final four, uh, the first year, the, you know, the, your junior year. Yeah, then, yeah, yeah. I was like, man, whatever. We're back next year. Everybody's coming back. Exactly. Boom, let's go. We know good and well Diamond Stone ain't coming back. Jake obviously is not coming back. He's nope. a senior. And who knows? Suleiman uh, gone. Suleiman's gone. Who knows? Melo may or may not come back. We're not sure. So I feel like it's now. Yeah, it is, man. It's and, now. and you know, when, when Diamond Stone walks out that door, we're not. I don't care what the recruit. We're not getting another one. No. You, you know what I mean? This is this uh, is the guy who's going to be a lottery pick. Exactly. A lottery pick, big man. Yeah. Yeah. You, you know what I mean? So that's where my sense of urgency, and it's not like this isn't Kentucky, where it's like, oh well, next year, championship. Next, yeah, you know, yeah. or this isn't Duke, where it seems every year, every other year, they're right back in it. We've we we haven't had a legit shot to do anything in years. Yeah. And um and and we might be losing literally uh, literally 
four of our five starters. Exactly. So, you know, I, I want to see it happen now. And what, what do you think of, of our matchup that we draw? We draw South Dakota, and you never want to look past anybody. But if all goes well there, possible Cal before running into Kansas. Well, first of all, um, first-round matchup, man, it's going to be tough. First of all, they're there for a reason. Every team in this tournament are, is there for a reason. So I think you never take any opponent lightly. As a player, uh, uh, coach, you want to respect your opponent and just play it hard. Like I say, if Maryland comes out and be athletic and play tough, I think they can win this game. They should win this game. And then that next game against Cal is going to be tough. They have two potential lottery picks on their team. And uh, they're starting to play real well at the end of the season. They start clicking, even though they're young. They're athletic. They, they, they got a lot of game. They, they well coached. Um, it's just a, you know, everybody talk about this bracket, man. This, this region is one, probably the toughest region. That's what it's supposed yeah. to be. It's the toughest region in the tournament. So, I mean, you know, the first game is not going to be tough. Then you got to run into a cow. Then if you win there, you got to run into a Kansas. So, and that's the Kansas is, uh, sweet 16, right? So, you know, it, Exactly. Kansas would be a Sweet 16, and then I, I don't know who it'd be. Villanova? Man, I don't think we have to worry about that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, like, I'm just saying, it's a I tough just, road. Just, it's just a tough road. Just this just thing and look, Maryland versus top 25 teams, one in five this yeah. year. That's, that's not good. You course, know what I mean? That's not good at that's all. That's not but good. Uh, Kansas versus top 25 teams, nine and three. Yeah, that's, that's pretty good. good. Yeah. Well, Kansas is playing five or six teams in a conference or top twenty-five. So, so did we, and we lost to just about all of them. No, not just about all of them. <laughs> I mean, you we know, lost to what three of them? So we lost to Minnesota. Well, we no, no, no. To. I'm talking about top twenty-five. Yeah, I know. <laughs> no, I mean we we lost to Michigan State, uh, which twice. is twice on a road. Indiana on a road. Yeah, those on the road are actually. I, I, again, I, like I told you. Going into those games, I expected to lose. I just wanted to be respectable. It and, worked. It worked. And, and a lot of t- yeah. Well, except Indiana. The that Indiana was, one was, hurt. It hurt real bad. <laughs> that know. that was ridiculous. Yeah. So, um, but all the other ones, man, it was tough, man. So, like you see, even the Michigan State game at Michigan, man, it was another last possession situation. So, you know. Yeah. 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 So, I can say me, me. I'm, I'm. You know, I'm, I'm all about. We gonna make it. We gonna get there. We gonna do it. Move it hurts because the team, the team is that the team is talented, the talent man. is there. It is, man. It's the talent talented. is there. The tournament is here, and we still haven't figured out that um that Ben situation, and it looks like it just pretty much it just isn't there. Like it's no, just it's, not going to happen. It's not, man. But you gotta. I don't and, know, and, man. and 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 at a time like this in the tournament, where you you got to think that's going to start going against us when we start having games, you know, one day's rest, and and you got guys like if Tremble is legitimately dealing with a hamstring problem. You don't want to be playing 35 minutes one, and then, you know, two days later, you're playing 35 minutes again. Yeah, you're absolutely right, man. Just hopefully they can come out, man, like a fast-paced game, like against Nebraska. They came out on fire. And they get the boys and breasts. Yeah, and that's the goal, man. That's the goal, man. You got to take care of who you got to take care of, man, and make sure that your players get maximum rest. And like I say, you know, between games, it's important, man. It's important because there's a lot of people in your ear, uh, like, 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 when I was playing and we played and we had like, say at the hotel, it's like almost like a team hotel. You got a bunch of alumni, you got a bunch of family staying in the hotel. It's important that you stay focused, stay in your room, get your focus, man, get some rest and not buy into all the hype outside of the game. So 
it's a lot going on, man. Like I say, a lot of spectators, a lot of friends, a lot of family don't know behind the scenes what it takes to be successful because, you know, it's a lot, man. It's a lot pulling you all different which ways, and you just got to stay focused on and off the court. Yeah, I I couldn't agree with you more. With, <laughs> with, with so many of our players, the only one really who's pretty much locked in at what his situation is is Jake and that he is a senior, so there's no decision whether he wants to leave or not. And his draft status pretty much is where it's going to be, more or less. I feel like Melo has a lot riding on this on this tournament. You know, he could – his future decides heavily on this tournament. A guy like Suleiman uh, probably won't make it in the NBA, but if he wants to stand a shot – you know, he knows that to get his name out there, a nice deep run would go for him. Um, and Diamond, you know, he could leave out of this tournament as a top three pick or, you know, 13, 14 pick, yep, whatever the case yep. may be. So a lot of a lot of these players have a lot invested in this tournament. Yeah, you're absolutely right, man. Uh, if you think about our situation with Wilcox, people are like, ah, he's athletic, he's skill setting out there, blah, blah, blah. He needs a lot of work. We go to the national championship, win the national championship, and now he's, he's a lot of pick. Right. Yeah. So it's a lot. And you think about some of these smaller schools. Uh, the last year, the guy with his, uh, the coach that broke his leg or tore mm-hmm. his ACL. Mm-hmm. And his son was on the, yeah, right. His son get drafted because they go and upset a couple teams. Mm-hmm. So it's a situation, man. It's a lot riding on this tournament for a lot of players on a lot of different teams. But the best advice I can give anybody, Winning solves everything. I, I couldn't agree with you more. Just focus on team first, winning games, and everything else will take care of itself. Like this whole individual stuff, some of these players and some of these teams try to do, trying to get their numbers up, that never works. I, I agree. <laughs> I, I, I agree with you. <laughs> Number least- one thing is just win games. Play the right way, and everybody gets gets to the goal like they say the goal the end of the rainbow yes I, 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 I <laughs> end of the rainbow baby i agree um what are you looking for in this first game well i look at first of all it's going to be tough because like i say you, you on a team like that man you don't really have much footage on it. maybe just the championship game that played on in i mean on uh on espn conference championship game so you have much you don't have much footage on him uh you know, people probably got to call a couple of people, give you some scouting report on certain players, but it's going to be tough, man. I think if Maryland comes out slow, man, it might be a tough game at first. And then, you know, it always fell the bigger, the stronger, the bigger conference prevail at the end. But if they don't come ready to play, it's going to be a long game. And I, I don't think we need to be involved in a fight them out, <laughs> drag them down in the first round. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, if, yeah. if we're going to be serious about making a run and going anywhere – and and want to face a team like Kansas or even as much as a uh, Cal in the second round, yeah. I think it would serve us very well to you know, handle this. I need a, yeah, a nice yeah. a, like a, a Nebraska type victory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's 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 important, man, because like I say, you're playing every other day. Um, it's important that we come out ready to play, man. And the Nebraska game was the first game in a long time that Maryland came out ready to play. I don't know what they did. I know what they did. They gave the ball to Diamond Stone and Jake. That's that's what they did. I, I want to know. That might be the outside of the um uh, the game where he set all the records, the freshman records. I bet you that's the first game since that one where he had what was like thirty nine or whatever, where he led the team in field goal attempts. And he, I wouldn't even be surprised if he didn't lead the team in field goal attempts that game. Yeah, I mean, he, I can say. I mean, I hate to sound like a breaking record, broken record. Excuse me. But I want to see Diamond Stone lead the team in field goal attempts. Yeah. From there, it doesn't matter. I don't. I don't care who's second. Whether it's 
you know, I think it probably should be it should be Tremble, but you know, I feel like just his ability feeding him inside opens everybody up and it makes does. everybody take uh, better shots. It does, man. Like I say, I've been playing ball for a long time. Everybody I ever played for, man, they always tell me as a player, as a coach, inside out, inside out, make the defense clap, collapse, and it opens up the perimeter. If you don't have no post game, that's when it's, the defense is going to be locked on your perimeter players and it's going to be hard for you to score. What I remember it used to be what Kobe would say, and again, he's he's a, he's a separate animal all by himself. But I remember what Kobe used to say is, "Am I first? I know I can score at any time." That's what yeah. he would say. So he would say in the first quarter, "I'm going out. I want to get Lamar involved. I want to yeah. make sure Powell is active. I want to make sure Bynum gets some touches. I'm not worried about getting my own buckets. I'll get them. I'll get my own buckets in due time. I want to yeah. make sure he used to say that. I, mean, I always want to make sure Powell gets his touches. So that way, Powell, you know, hey, this brother, is the older Kobe, right? No, no, no. When he was younger, <laughs> when he was in the championship, that, that's what he would always. say. I don't say, know. I want to get these guys going early. He was there with Shaq. It all lived. No, that was different. That's what I'm, I'm saying. No, I'm talking about when he was old. Yeah, okay, yeah. fine. Not the Shaq, but when I, I don't mean not this Kobe now. <laughs> no, I'm talking no. about when he was winning yeah, championships yeah. with Powell yeah, and yeah, them. Yeah. Right, yes. And he, when he was the leader of the team and he knew that I need Powell to be interested. I need Lamar to be interested. So I need to get them their touches early in the game and I'll worry about mine later. That's what I want to see Tremble do. I would like to see Tremble come out. So you say, what? I would like to see him come out in the first Maybe even six minutes, and he doesn't even shoot the ball. But make sure that Diamond gets his touches. Make sure Jake. Jake is a guy that it's like you know, if we can get Jake going early, you know, he, it, we're such a different team. We're such a different team You're when, when right, Jake man. is going early. And if and a guy like Melo, who's he's so talented that I mean, he can get his shots whenever, especially those shots he's taking. He can get those anytime he wants. Well, first of all, he has the ball in his hand eighty percent of the time. Right. So he, you absolutely right. He can get his shots anytime, whenever he wants because right. he dominates the, the ball. So, so what I'm looking for is, especially in a game like South Dakota, you know, it would be awesome if, you know, the first five possessions, you know, it's it's getting Jake and Diamond going. So that way, once they're good, cool. And then Mello, you know, and, and, and the game just becomes easier versus so many times we see we come out and it's almost – Ten minutes into the game, and Diamond Stone or Jake Lehman hasn't even taken a shot yet. <laughs> yeah, it's tough. But, you know, before you look up, <laughs> Suleiman and Tremble have combined for ten shots. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I mean, it's a lot, you know. But at the end of the day, man, I just feel that Maryland has the talent. Maryland has the coaching. Maryland has the the the, the roster to win it all. And I don't know if it's a, a switch that they got to click on. <laughs> I don't know if it's a, it's a yelling or or it's therapy. I don't know what it is. <laughs> You're just sitting there waiting for that switch to go. <laughs> yeah, we as we as former players, we as as alumni, we as fans, we as supporters, we just believe because they have the roster. And it started off by the number one. I mean, it started off with the top five preseason ranking, and it comes with the territory. So nobody. Um, um, join all this. Has, has anybody ever asked you? Or, I mean, I guess Juan is there. I was going to say in terms of asking former players from the championship team to come in and talk to these players. But then again, like I said, Juan is already in the building, I guess. So maybe that because I, I would just wonder, like in a tournament time like this, wouldn't your guys insight be welcomed? Uh, you make a great point. That's a great point, boy. I would think too. Like I say, maybe they want, maybe they want. Maybe, may, maybe they're thinking ahead. If I hear one more Juan Dixon story, <laughs> yeah. campus. So maybe that's maybe it's more like, yo, trust me. Juan tells us every day. <laughs> maybe it is, man. Maybe it is. 
maybe too much wine dicks. I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, you make a great point, man. I ain't gonna lie. If I was Mark Turgeon, I would bring some of my former players come in here and talk to these guys that was part of that national championship. Or maybe just hang out with them. Maybe come to a practice or just look and see what's going on. You, you're absolutely right, man. Maybe Juan Dix is handling that. But at the same time. By himself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I haven't got a call yet. Right. I, I bet Lonnie ain't got, got no call. Because right. we the two local guys. Right. I don't know, man. But if it was me, uh, if I was the coach, that's what I would do. I, I would just think that a time for the, like I said again, for the first time in a long time, yeah. we have a team exactly. that is good enough to yeah. win a championship. And I, I would you're like absolutely to see, right. If I'm a coach, just thinking, you yeah. know, Maybe I've seen one too many movies or something, but I would think that, you know, <laughs> a trip from Mouton Lani and, uh, and these guys and, you know, Taj is only up the street, right? Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. Chris is down the street and say, hey, yeah. guys, come on up and so And I think that if those players would sit down listening and you guys preach yeah, team, yeah, team, yeah, exactly. team, yeah. team, team, and pound it in their head yeah. that maybe, like you said, maybe that's the light switch. Exactly, man. Because at the same time, even though wine was part of that, He's still a coach. Yeah, right, he's a coach. He's so he's been around. Yeah, so he's with him all the time. So, like you say, it might be too many Juan Dixon stories. Right. <laughs> They're tired of hearing that stuff. But at the end of the day, like, like when I talk about Maryland basketball, when I talk about, just like you say, when I came in here, man, I was, mm-hmm. I had the stone look. So it's just, it's just like so passionate when it comes to when I played or when I'm telling people how or what happened when, when I played and telling stories about Coach Williams, man. I get so amped. I'm already an amped person, but I get so amped and get so enthusiastic and just love that whole experience about being part of Maryland basketball when I play. So as a player, you know when somebody's phony, you know when somebody's real, mm-hmm. and you know when somebody's coming from the heart. So, and you make it exactly important. I never thought about that, man. You actually make an incredible point, man. Like if I was the coach, I would bring some of them guys in. Like I say, just hang around the players, a couple practice. You know, maybe talk to him or whatever, man. And it, and you never know, man. That might be might be the light light <laughs> yeah. switch in somebody's head. Yeah. It might help. If you guys lot. just went like kind of on an impromptu type thing. I don't think nobody would tell you to like leave or anything. No, but that's not how. Of course, not gonna tell you to leave. But I mean, yeah. he's not gonna go over there and be like, "Hey guys, I decided I'm speaking today in practice." You know, I mean, like, you gotta not gonna I do mean, an impromptu speech. Yeah, like more. You make a great point. I'm going to Maryland right, <laughs> right now. Right. Tell Turgeon, let me talk to the team. <laughs> right. I mean, nah, I, mean I, I just think that it's it's a vehicle to be to use, and especially yeah. in a team yeah, that's yeah. we all can agree isn't necessarily playing at a team at times. Why not pop in the DVD, watch the team? And again, I, like you said, because I do think that you're right. The one if it comes from one, we see him every day. You yeah. know what I mean? It's just another story about the guy who name is in the rap. He's just co- Coach Juan. Trust me, we know he's great. We've heard, we've heard it. We we yeah. get it. And, you know, whatever. It's just another voice that you hear. But I, I think especially somebody like you who sacrificed so much of your own individual yeah. uh, career to, to do that. And I, I feel like it would be a great voice. And, you know, some of these guys say, hey, listen, man, I, you know, I was this and that at Tulane and I was a leading scorer on my team. And I came here to set screens for one and, 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 and get garbage buckets. And, and you know, with the, hey, I didn't have this many players call for me, but I knew damn well I was going to go get this off the glass and I was going to go do that. And I guarded this player, that player, that player, that player. And then, you know, Alani, hey, man, I did X, Y, and Z, da, 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 da. And just pounded home because I wouldn't even be surprised if a lot of those guys, mine is 2002. So it's you know, 14 years ago, we're talking about these guys were three and four years old. Yeah. So, I mean, they probably don't have a, you know, they know a little bit of something, but they weren't around for yeah. when it happened. And just to see how much of a team, because the talent is there. It's there, man. It's there. Like I said, man, you know, um, 
last time was in a situation like this was 2002. This is the first real opportunity for this Maryland team to get back to, like to say, glory days. And you make another good point, man, because when Coach Williams was there, his team was struggling. He actually would have, you know, the coach called me to come in, talk to the kids, uh, uh, play around with them, some pickup or whatever. And that was a fun, man. And the guys liked that. It, and like I say, man, don't matter. Like, till this day, man, I'm a super competitive guy. Like I say, I'm running around, man, like diving on the floor. Like, people come. Like, Buta, you still diving right, on the right. floor. You almost 40. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you still diving on the floor. I, I could, I, hey, boy, I'm telling you, man, I was cracking up with the, when one of my friends came and watched me playing his adult league. <laughs> he was like, Buta, man, you crazy, man. You're yeah, going to be hurt person. like a bug yep. tomorrow. But yeah, man, I say, at, at the end of the day, I just love this team, man. I love my program. And I'm just happy for them to have an opportunity for everybody's analysts, ESPN, CBS, whatever, TBS, whatever. Uh, everybody think Maryland has a chance to win it. So I just want them to get the maximum up in this team. You know, just just go all out. They got it. So I don't know, man. I'm just a proud Maryland player, man, alumni. And when people say this team can win it, I just don't want them to fall short because they're not playing the right way. All right. Well, this is uh, that's it. Let the chips fall where they may. Now it's tournament time. Um, I hope that we have something to talk about next Tuesday. I hope. So I hope. Final that, predictions. What's your prediction for? <laughs> dude, I, I, in terms of what, how far we can go, I'd be lying. If, again, I cannot say enough how much respect I have for the talent on this team, the basketball talent on this team. I'm not going to tell you on like this team is not good enough to win. I'm not going to say that this team is good enough to win. That being said, I'd be lying to you if I said I've seen anything in the past month that would lead me to think we could beat a Kansas. Like, there's, there's not one thing I can point to and be like, after seeing that, I think we can be, you know, we played a great game against Nebraska. But, um, you know, the only thing that would make me feel like that is if we were playing Kansas at home. You, you know, so my predict my heart, I'll be content that if we went to Kansas, we, we made it as far enough to play Kansas and played a good game. I w- I'd feel disappointed in terms of like we underachieved because the talent was that good. But I don't, I'm not going to sit here and say we should yeah, – that I expect to beat them or that I would be upset and heartbroken that we lost to Kansas like we're the better team. You know what I mean? I could live with a loss to Kansas because I think Kansas has got – they're the number one overall seed, so they got as good a chance as anybody to win the tournament. Um, I would just like to see a I – I'd be okay if we went out there, played our best game, and lost to Kansas. I can live yeah, with that. Yeah. If we went out there, played our best game – Everybody showed up, and we lost to Kansas, which is a team that may go very well go on and win the championship. I could live with that. Um, I can't what? live with the loss to uh, South Dakota State. No disrespect to Cal, I can't lose. I can't live yeah, with that either. Yeah. And that's why, Mark. That's why I said earlier, and uh, just like a lot of commentators saying the same thing, I was saying uh, that's why it was so important to get a number one and number two seed. It's yeah. so important. It's better, and it's exactly what I'm saying. All these analysts saying the same thing because this year's bracket is so wide open, mm-hmm. and that's why it's so important this year to get a number one and number two seed because you have an incredible chance to make it to a final four. Now Maryland's stuck with a five seed, and now we're going to have to face mm-hmm. face all these tough teams before you even get to the elite eight. Right. Whereas though, if you get a two seed. You let somebody else knock off Kansas. You know, you know what I mean. Like you let somebody else yeah. go. Uh, one more round of you not of of the possibility of somebody else doing your dirty work for you. You know, and that's what that's what you have is a one seed and it's a two seed. 
You know, you don't have to worry about that. Well, here you, you sit to the now in your second round, you're going to be the the under, and you're going to be the underdog in the second round. You're playing a team that's ranked higher than you. And the, the more disappointing thing about it is that I feel like a three seed, maybe possibly even a two seed, was right there on the table for yes, us. Exactly. You know, we knock off a Michigan State team and, and and get a Big Ten tournament title, and we're talking about a two seed, no less than a three seed. Yep. And then we're not having to face this Kansas team that early in the tournament. You know what I mean? So th- those are the type of things that are, I want to say, salt in the wound sort of things, icing on the cake situation. But to answer your question, you know, again, losing to Kansas, I can deal with it if we play our best. If we go out there to Kansas and get run off the floor, that hurts too because Kansas, whether they have number one and they win a championship, hats off to them, they're not that much better than us. Nope. And matter of fact, nobody is that much better than us. And, and you know what I mean? I, I can live with the one and two point losses to teams that are, you know, that are that are that good. Michigan State. It, it's the Kansas, Michigan State. None of these teams are ten. There's nobody in the country that's ten points better than us. There's just not. So that 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 that's where I, that's where I go with my expectation. If we won Kansas, I will sit here and gladly say, uh, "Man, I didn't think we were going to do that, but I knew we could." And I'm happy that we're here. And once we go there. That might be the light switch. You know, if they beat Kansas and play and say, hey, man, dude, let's all play as five and let's get this thing and let's get a W in hell. All five is when we could all get up out of here. You know what I mean? How about we all ride off into the NBA together? You, you, you know what I mean? That's what it would take for Suleiman to get drafted. You know yeah. what I mean? So let, let's, if, if you know, whatever the common goal is, hey, man, let's do this so that we can get everybody, uh, you know, whatever the case may be. That, that, that's my, that's, that's what I'm going to leave it at. What was you guys see the year you guys won the um, championship? One. Uh, oh, one, one person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One. yeah I think that I think it was think, one in the year before. Was it two? Right. I think it was a two or three. Okay. Because I re- I remember Stanford was a number one seed, and uh, we beat them to go to the final four. And, yeah, uh, no, nah, that one that 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 team that senior team was that was championship from from the start. Like that was. Yeah, I yeah. mean, they they ran. Th- I th- you know, undefeated at home, I think it was, or, yeah. you know, we one lost two games or one, something. Yeah, like conference. Yeah, they, they, that was from the jump. We had a one seed locked up, uh, even with the loss in the, um, ACC tournament. They, yeah. they, they were yeah. on a mission. That, that, that was, that was good to go. Um, all right. Anything you want to say before we get out of here? I uh, know, man. I see. I'm looking forward to this. Like I say, this is the most exciting thing. Besides my Super Bowl party. <laughs> Got you. <laughs> Besides my Super Bowl party I had at my house. But this one of the most exciting sporting events of the year. I can't wait till it starts. Hopefully my Turks make it to the final four. I'll be watching, man. And and um every that you can't ask for a better thing. If your school is involved and has a chance, every single basket, it's not like an ambience, forty minutes. Every basket matters, and you watch every basket, and you cheer every basket, every turnover, everything, you know, and it, and, it, and it's awesome. It, it this has a this has the ability to be a special time, and and I hope we make the most of it. I really do. And if we, what I will take away from this, a one, if we were to lose in the first or second round, it would just be a a waste of a golden opportunity because yeah. these this isn't Kentucky and this isn't Duke. These don't come around yearly. You, you know what I mean? And, and you need to cherish. I remember, again, when when we did win the championship, I remember thinking this was going to be the new norm. Mm-hmm. And that happens so often for us as sports fans. We think, oh, man, you know, put it on the board. Next year, you know, eh, bad year. Maybe we'll be Final Four. But next year, and it never happened mm-hmm. again. And it's one of those things that if I, as much as I did cherish that timing, not, not in a million years that I think it would be. And the last. And you know, the, I never thought that it would be NITs and not even NITs. Yeah. And, yeah. You know what I mean? 
So now that we have this opportunity again, I- I'm looking to cherish it even more. And because I realize they don't come, they don't grow on trees. And you know, Final Fours don't grow on trees. And, and, tough, and I want to see it. It's tough. Yeah, just one last thing before we go, man. Like I said, before I came to Maryland, uh, you know, Coach Turgeon, I mean, Coach Gary Williams took to his team to eight consecutive six weeks, sixteen. Yes, yeah. I do. So the year yeah, no that further. exactly the year that I came, we went to the Final Four in that championship, and I thought that was the situation where okay, this is is over. Right. Maryland could not break the Sweet Sixty, and then when we did it, I just thought it's a situation where now we <laughs> are a right now to break the Sweet Sixteen. <laughs> couldn't make the sweet 16 <laughs> you know we couldn't make the sweet 64 you know who, who saw that coming no nobody all right well that is um everybody out there turp let's let's do this man let's 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 all uh pull together one turp nation make sure whatever you can everybody put on your uh your, your red on friday uh you know get your, get your chips let's watch let's cheer and let's uh let's go turps and hopefully like i said next tuesday we're talking about uh not having the the wrap-up show <laughs> Let's hope that we're talking about, you know, a tournament run. All right, so everybody enjoy your tournament. Go Turks, and thank you for listening. <laughs>